Police say a 23-year-old Florida man went through a McDonald's drive-thru Sunday and tried to pay for his order with a bag of marijuana. Port St. Lucie police say 23-year-old Anthony Gallagher tried to trade his bag of pot for food. The McDonald's worker refused and Gallagher drove off, only to return a short time later. This time around, police were there waiting for him. Gallagher told police he did offer the drugs in exchange for food, but was only joking. Police did not find it funny and charged him with marijuana possession and driving under the influence. Matt Yuris for CBSMiami.com. Yeah, it is Wednesday, um, December 19th, 2018. Yeah, what the... What the hell are we going to talk about tonight, huh? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about how uh, I woke up this morning to find that Donald Trump uh, lied again to people saying that he didn't sign off on letter intent to start up Trump Tower Moscow. You know, he said he didn't and Giuliani didn't. But hey, that's that's what happened. Our president is a, is a, is a lying freak. That's... That's how, that's how we roll now. That's how the United States of America uh, goes because our president doesn't know when to stop lying and it just we catch him all the time and it means absolutely nothing because that's what our president does now. Not even like like a, like the whole like benefit of a doubt thing. He's just like he's he's gonna lie. So just you know that's what he does. So if like if if you actually believe anything he says, then then you then you're just something's wrong with you. So this is where we are now. We have a president who who, who just. Lies about any damn. It's, it's, it's got to point out. This is what my grandmother used to do. Um, she used to just lie about things. There's absolutely no reason to lie about. There's just things like why, why are you, why are you lying about that? There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason for you to lie about. It, but she did it anyway, and that's what's what Trump doing. Just lying about just random ass stuff that we can we can catch them catch them on somewhere down the line. Uh, what else is there to talk about? I, I got like a jumbled notes here. Oh, you want to talk about Cardi B at Rolling Loud and how that that festival uh probably will not exist anymore after she's done suing them because of, you know she was the um the featured headliner for um, Rolling Loud, the first female headliner. It was big news. And then uh, they sent out a tweet saying, hey, you know, look out for Barty's act because it's going to be. It's going to be viral or whatever. And then here comes uh, Offset with his Gucci purse lining suit wearing ass uh, with some like some 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 uh, makeshift uh, cardboard stuff saying, take me back, Cardi. And he comes out saying, hey, hey, baby. Yeah, I know I had sex with uh, some some rappers who aren't on your level. But hey, you know, can't you forgive a player for being a player and take me back? And she's like, you going to embarrass me up in my headlining gig like that? And just 
she was she was definitely not having it and he scurried on off looking hurt and everything and uh yeah so basically i'm just i'm just looking forward to the long long lawsuit where cardi b sues rolling loud and that festival ceases to exist i'm eating right now i need some food i need some sustenance Oh uh, yeah, good stuff right there. And um, what else in Black Twitter news? Oh yeah, um, Jockeys once again. Uh, not heard one track from Jockeys. Not heard anything. Not mixtape. I I listen to music all the time. And the fact that I have no idea who this Jockeys guy is, keep claiming he's the king of R and B. Yeah, he was at some fest, and and Keith Sweat was asked about the king of R&B, and apparently he was within earshot. And Jack Keys just roll up saying, yo, I'm the king of R&B, the 16 to 25 age demographic. And Keith Sweat was like, who the hell is this little Lil Wayne wannabe looking dude? And just he, he was just like like stuck and everything doesn't know what the hell was going on and um and then keith sweat later went on some show and, and, and with him and, and checked them like what <sighs> and he and he and even keith sweat said hey on the history of r&b i heard marvin gay and luther vandross and teddy pendergrass talk about who's the king of r&b and um Jockeys said, "Oh, well, they didn't have the internet, though. One of these days, Jockeys is gonna run up on the wrong R&B singer, and he's just gonna get uh, just a just a just a mouthful of, of 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 just he's just gonna eat a bunch of hands, just hands, just roll up on him, and he's just gonna have to eat them because he he keeps talking too much uh, junk." I, I have no idea where Jockeys came from. Nobody has co-signed him. That's nothing. Like, like you always hear, like, when he's up and coming R&B centers, you get, like, somebody co-signed on. Nobody has co-signed on this little dude talking about he's a king of R&B. He's been in the business for two years. I don't get it. I have to eat some more. Nah, that's good. Mmm. Yeah, that works for me. That's a business right there. Uh, what the, what the hell else? Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, Drake and um, why don't you just say Kanye? Because Kanye just basically felt the need to go online and and bring up. How Drake is just just been just doing dirty, even though Drake hasn't said anything. It'd be like a bunch of treat, tweets, which I still have not seen because I don't pay attention to that. And um, uh, Ariana Grande came in talking about, you know, the two guys who are talking a lot of noise. But hey, me and Miley got two songs coming out. 
And then Kanye responded saying, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now. Could you not uh, bring up your stuff in the middle of my stuff, please? And Ariana was like, I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, don't weaponize mental illness. And then Pete Davidson came in and he was saying and he was supporting Kanye and everything. And then Pete Davidson went on Instagram talking about he wants to kill himself. And then for a couple of days, like we were all wondering if, if Pete Davidson was going to off himself. And Ariana showed up and Pete Davidson didn't want to see him. And just and then Pete Davidson was on Saturday Night Live briefly and just. Oh, geez, it's hard to pay attention to all these people that um, that really should. I mean, they're all millionaires, don't they? Have, like, can't they have proper medical attention? And why y'all complaining on Twitter about the dumbest stuff? Y'all are y'all have money. Y'all have homes. You can go anywhere you want to. Y'all just acting like idiots on Twitter. I can't believe I got to go on Twitter and just try to pay attention to whatever the hell y'all talk about. And I'm eating again. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. That is good stuff, right? All right. Oh, gee. What the hell else? This is my favorite story of the week right here because, um, you know, there's uh, driving while black, texting while black, walking while black, living while black. Now there's banking while black. Vigilant employees of a Cleveland area bank alerted the authorities to a black man who suspiciously, suspiciously tried to conduct a financial transaction at a financial institution, causing them to question the motives behind his blatant Negro shenanigans. Needless to say, this came from the root. Um, a station, I believe in Cleveland, reports that uh, Paul McCowns went to a Huntington Bank branch in Brooklyn, Ohio, to cash his paycheck on, on uh, Saturday. December 1st, uh, McCowns presented tellers with two forms of identification and offered his fingerprint required of all non-hunting customers, but they still believed that um, his paycheck was too high for him to um, cash that check and deposit that check, and so they called the cops on his ass, which is, yeah, it, it in a way, it makes perfect sense because, you know, black people aren't supposed, aren't supposed to make money right about now. So, of course, the uh, bank is going to um, uh, call the cops on the dude who makes at least more than $500. Yeah, because, like, apparently black people aren't making money anymore, so. His his thousand dollar check apparently I believe that's how much at least how much his check was was just not cutting it. Oh, McCown said uh, it was highly embarrassing. He said the check was for the uh, sixty four hours he had worked at the company, which he had started three weeks prior. The tellers also had the nerve to call his employer to verify the check was legit. 
However, his employer didn't pick up during the first call after accepting that the tellers would be no help in assisting him get his coin. He decided to leave without knowing that a bank employee had called the police. Yeah, police arrived at the bank before McCown could even get out of the parking lot. He said, I get in my truck in a squad car, put in front of me, and he says, yeah, yeah, I don't know, he said, because it's from the Shade Room. So, I keep forgetting to follow the Shade Room on Instagram, but, uh, so, yeah, that happened. <laughs> so, it's nice to know that if I, if I ever cash a check, um... For a lot of money, some people. I th I think that happened to me. I uh, was in the in the um, excuse me the drive-in, and I was trying to cash a check, and I put a check in the the machine, and um, and then the uh, the the machine said that they uh, that uh, I had to wait like two weeks for them to. Make sure the check was legit. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Just like I cash checks all the time. And she just run the check through or whatever. And and so I, 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 I talked about this like a few months ago with somebody about how this bank just accepted my check and then told me, hey, you can't get money from that check in two weeks because... Uh, because they're just because, yeah, you know, we're just just doing this stuff randomly. Ah, Jesus, what else you want to talk about? Will Smith looking, uh, just looking some kind of ways about in the new Aladdin movie because they just dropped that today. He's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Uh, just looking, just looking. I don't even know how to describe it because it's just like you want to say that's uh, that's politically incorrect, but at the same time, it's just like it's like you don't even know what to say because it's like Will Smith is gonna be in Aladdin and he's gonna do some stuff, and, it's not, and whatever he's gonna do is not gonna be as good as what Robin Williams did. We can all agree on that. Robin Williams shut that down. R.I.P. Pour one out for Robin Williams, but. Whatever the hell Will Smith gonna do is just, yeah. So, is 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 there any black Twitter stuff I need to bring up? Just like, just you, no, I don't know. You know what? I'm cutting it short because it's that kind of an episode. Just that that's 15 minutes of rambling. Um. I may delve into other problems I'm going through in life, but uh, right now, this is uh, the most unuseful show on uh, KPFT. Uh, this is the uh, Sour Hour. Let's let's get this going. Damn it.
Slipping away, you're slipping away I'm not okay, no, I'm not okay I'm not okay Feel a little guilty uh, I feel like it's written all over me Try to find a balance Trust in you, trust in me Feel a little heavy Holding on to something that I don't need I've been going through it, yeah I've been going through it I'm not okay, I'm not okay I'm not okay, no, I'm not okay I'm not okay, no, I'm not okay I'm not okay Losing my faith, oh, losing my faith Slipping away, you're slipping away I'm not okay, no It is. This is the uh, Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Canceled, a.k.a. Everybody is Trash, a.k.a. the Houston Hell Hour, uh, here on KPFT HD 2, not 3, 2. I am Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Crizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Arsonist Dick Shrink, a.k.a. Helen, Helen Mirren Stalker, and... Um, uh, if you want to hit me up on the interwebs, my uh, you can hit me up uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Vine, uh, Etsy. I'm not on Etsy. It's uh, at Uncle Crizzle, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Um, you can hashtag the Sour Hour if you're out there listening. Just, just one day do that. And if you want to listen to previous episodes, I have an important announcement to make about that. Uh, you can listen uh, on my uh, on my Mixcloud page, which is mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle. But uh, as of um, this week, uh, you can also uh, listen to the Sour Hour on uh, Spotify, on uh, Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on um Google Podcast. There, you can just basically listen to me on a lot of podcast on a lot of um, apps and stuff like that. So, 
if you uh, like uh, there's some other ones, but just you know, if you're on Go- on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever, uh, just uh, type in uh, Craig D. Lindsay or the Sour Hour, aka Everything's Canceled, and uh, you can find uh, this episode and previous episodes just like it. All right, let's go into uh, what I've been playing. Uh, okay, first up is uh, On Fire from uh, Daily, D-A-L-E-Y from the Spectrum album. And uh, after that was um, uh, Better Than Before uh, from uh, Tone Stiffs. I have no idea who this kid is, but uh, I was listening to his uh, Good Company EP, which is that's where that uh, track is from, and uh, I was I was digging it. I was feeling it, so I just said, "Screw it, I'll play it on the show." And uh, after that uh, was um, "I'm Not Okay" from, without question, my favorite uh, artist of the year. Her H E R her uh, from her "I Used to Know Her" uh, part two EP. I thought that was apropos because I'm not okay. Not not okay at all. Just, y- y- y'all know this by now. Just like just not okay. Just my my freelance gigs are uh, drying up. It's kind of hard being a journalist anywhere. So uh, just I just needed to let y'all know. And uh, as always, I live here in Houston, so you know damn well I'm not okay. But you know what? I'm going to talk to somebody who I I kind of feel is okay. Um. I forgot to ask this. Do you want me to use your full name? Okay, no. Uh, but uh, she is an artist. Uh, in fact, uh, that's what she calls herself. Uh, Kyra the Artist. Kyra with a C. C-Y-R-A. Welcome to the Sour Hour. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. And um, sh- shall we go into the story of how you got to be here? <laughs> like in Houston? No, right here on the oh. show. <laughs> that is a very funny story. <laughs> well, yeah, it is kind of funny. Very funny in several different ways. Because I was at this uh, holiday potluck thing at the Hardy and Nance Studios. And, of course, when you have potluck, they have various uh, items there to uh, to be sampled. <laughs> and uh, I, I was tasting this uh, chicken, bacon, and ranch pasta salad that I thought was uh, very tasty. And I just uh, yelled out, uh, who the hell made this pasta salad? And uh, Kyra uh, lift, raised her hand. And she said, uh, and yeah, I made the salad. And I, and I basically asked her, hey, uh, if I invite <laughs> you on my radio show, would you uh, make more sal- pasta salad for me? Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Pretty much it, and that's just like, and I was looking forward to that pasta salad all week. I just as they got the all week. It's been like three days, four. It's been like four days. Okay, (laughs) it's been four days. I'm just saying. And uh, (laughs) so, but um, as I was driving home last night, I get a call from you. Sure did. Yeah, get a call. And you you called me up to ask if I would be I mean was I if I would uh, be buying 
the items? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. The bowl that you specifically requested me to make is like the biggest bowl I have in my apartment. So I said, okay, that's a whole lot of stuff that I don't have in my apartment at the moment. But but I but I said like you know just just it was just gonna be for me so I wasn't I mean like I asking that, for like a whole bunch of <laughs> like just like a little bowl I thought you were gonna no, bring like a little no, bowl I of said, stuff I actually no specifically don't lie to the people I specifically I'm asked not lying. you I'm just, I specifically asked you I said how much do you want you said yeah that bowl size is fine but then, but pointing then, at the yeah bowl. but then I, I was saying but then I said <laughs> hey you know you don't have to make a lie just me. It's just me, just I'll be eating it. So just like whatever you feel like I could just personally eat and stuff like that. <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't asking for like a whole, because like I just assume, I, I just assume mm. you had See, there's some that food. word there, assume. See, well, you certainly didn't bring up the whole, I, I need to asked, buy you did, stuff. Did I not ask? I did call and ask ahead of time because I yeah, knew. Yeah, it was like on Tuesday, but when we met up on Saturday. Yeah, because I have a just, life. I was doing other things. I yeah. told you, I put it in my phone. Why are you mad at me? I br- that's what I'm you're I'm not mad at today. you. I'm just establishing. The fact that, that yes, like, when we you walk to up talk- to strangers, <laughs> you ask them to make stuff for you. Yeah. I mean, just out of nowhere, you know, stuff yeah, has I, to I, be I thought- bought and paid. Just a little bit. <laughs> but I figured, like, you'd be on a radio show. I just thought it was going to be, like, you get... I mean, I understand that, but... Publicity and everything. Like, people know who you are <laughs> and all that stuff. And just, this like, is true. Hey, don't... Why are you saying it as if I didn't make you anything? Yes, you did. I made make this pan. The, this is all I had chicken, in the house. The chicken. Just uh, sans chicken. But she uh, added, she, she, took, she didn't have bacon, but you added some sausage, mm-hmm. which uh, adds a nice kick to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I got to say. See. So I appreciate it. And it's a good pasta salad. And just I'm going <laughs> to put it up on Instagram later. I'm just like, you know, just I just wanted to get through the whole thing. I didn't want to. That's fine. That's fine. Do all that you just, stuff. You, it, you didn't see. You left out the major part of that is where you yelled out who made this pasta salad. Yeah, I know. Like I just an angry I black that. man. You're what, like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and you're, who made this pasta salad? I'm looking like, oh, son of a snitch. Like, First what? off, I, I, did not, I did not think that was the impression. Once again, First off, you I didn't came think. Out of <laughs> I just said, hey, who made the pasta salad? That's not and said. That's yelled. See, said is what I'm doing. I'm saying things. Yelling. Yeah, why am I pointing at you like people? There's a camera here, but just, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. This is the problem that I have with everyone because apparently I have too loud a voice. Oh no, it's not. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just you know my first impression was. So is this bad? It was it bad? Did you like it? Something wrong with it? You know, you just who made this pasta salad? And I'm that's, like, that's oh, how I snap. Said, that's how I said. I'm just saying, we're, it's very few of us that were in the room at the time. Wait, first of all, I just said there were white people there. It's quite There's, a few of them. Yeah, Not, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying there were only like maybe three of us black folks there at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, I'm like the only black female standing here right now. If I raise my hand, they may think something's wrong with it. So you got to understand what kind of position that put me in, you know. First, I once again did not know a black person made until you. Yes, you, you did. No, no, you I, said, no I, I said you, I had a premonition <laughs> that a black person might because it actually it tasted wasn't a good. <laughs> I had an, I had, I had a feeling <laughs> that a, a black pre- person <laughs> might have made this because it tasted good. Because like I was like, oh, this tasted good. It didn't have raisins in it, so it might be not be a, a black person. Uh, but raisins then. In, uh, 
mayonnaise. But then, sure. like you said, like, oh, of course a black woman made that. It's just like it tastes the most tastiest thing there. And just... Can I be on? Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like give put something in your uh, corner right there okay. by saying I was inspired. I don't know if you see these world star videos mm-hmm. of guys uh, going into uh, fast food restaurants, uh, yelling at got people. Yeah, who made this cheeseburger? Who made this cheeseburger? And then there's somebody point like, oh, you you made the hell out this cheeseburger, and 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 that's oh, what I was thinking. Just got like, you. see. I don't necessarily look at World Star like that. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Quite too many fight videos for me. That so that just, that that is the that's one of the few things that's keeping me alive. Okay. Well, yeah, um, the world the 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 fight videos, uh, the Instagram compilation. Just like uh, that. Where do you think I got the uh, the the the, the, the news? Yeah, the mm-hmm. weed video, the the, the weed, weed clip. That's that's where I got it from. That's uh, usually where I get my ratchet news. I mean, I from get World it. Star. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, from time to time, I do. You know, ask yeah. folks, ask my boyfriend, like, "Hey, what's on World Star right now?" Yeah. But it's not something that I frequent. It just got for me. It got way too out of hand. I'm not a big person that's big on like watching fights and watching people get their butts kicked. And yeah, you know, it, it's too much. Too much to you know internalize. All right. Sometimes <laughs> I gotta go on there just to see what. Uh, black people talking about something because it's just this like this is why I go to the shade room. Yeah, the shade, yeah, my favorite Instagram shade accounts. room, and just like because because sometimes because it's just like it's not even like uh, a thing where it's just like a, or it's just basically thing like I've gotten a point where black Twitter just talks about noise and junk all the damn time and I just ignore right. it and everything. Right. So the shade room gives you a healthy dose of yeah. actual news and yeah. things that are important to black folks. And yeah. then, you know, your celebrity fair and news, you know, it gives you a nice little healthy balance, which is yeah. what I appreciate. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because we all want to be entertained, but let's also talk about something real from time to time. I don't yeah. want to just keep asking about Kim Kardashian. It's not really my thing. Young, young gone baller alert. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> by, by the way, I, I want to thank you for not bringing your boyfriend because sometimes I was I was worried that was going to happen. Hi, Chris. You where? Hey, what's what's up, Chris? He's definitely listening right like, now. Like sometimes <laughs> when I invite a woman onto the show, uh-huh. they'll bring some some random guy, and I just like is that the boyfriend or is that the same? <laughs> just like have to just like the wonder. Like you didn't have to bring him. Just like no, just it's okay. And, I mean, you know, from fir- at first glance, when driving down the street, the building is mildly dark. And I yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, he knows where I am. Of course, I texted yeah. him the address because, you know, you're a random person that just yelled at me and kind of made me make them pasta. So I didn't want to be, you know, kidnapped, thrown into make a river, you. whatever. Well, like, so, you know, but, you see, going on. but there you're... were like lots of cars outside. So I figured, you know, yeah, I, I saw the you. big, you know. KPFT, I want to yeah. say that's You know, I saw that outside. I was like, okay, it may be okay, legit, because that, you know, I would. You never know nowadays. You have to be careful. So, but no, I mean, once did, I did, got in here, it was didn't fun. you investigate me on Google nope. and everything? I'd rather you tell me about. I figured we would talk about this stuff on the air, because you know, stranger. You know, I mean, you know my name. I know yours. It's roughly it. <laughs> Really, I mean, well, besides you've been trying to do something with your life from like 2011 to now. Well, wow, you, you very interesting business cards. By yeah, I, I have very interesting business cards. Well, let's talk about you because we've been we've been we've been basically dicking around all this time. <laughs> sure, because uh, <clears throat> you are an artist. Because you yes. refer to yourself as uh, Kira, Kyra the oh, artist. There we go. And uh, 
also like that's 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 another thing like you know because there are two ways to pronounce that word like Kira yeah. and Kyra but you're Kyra Kyra is actually my middle name and then <laughs> yeah yeah I made the mistake of calling you Syra right and I and then you got upset because I always I did, you did I, mm-hmm. I yep. kind of got upset because you, you got upset because well, I said well it's like cuh like camera and you're like but it's Ky- but it's Syra and I'm like you pronounce camera with a s- no. Well, first of all, it's like C-Y, so usually... An assumption. Well, yeah, it's usually like... You, so when, all when C's a C-Y, make a... S- yeah, cyberspace. Camera. Cyclone. Cat. But no, I'm going C-Y. C-Y. I mean, you can go with with like a, so. like a C... Because like the main vowel is like <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. It's like it, it can have that S sound, but it's just like with, with C-Y, there's usually like a K thing to it. But, I mean, I get it. You know, Kyla Pratt. You know, K with a K. I yeah, get it. yeah. But no, it's definitely a C. <laughs> it's a C. It's so it's Kyra. Yes. Kyra, the artist. And uh, you, you, uh, were you born in New York? New York? Yes, I was actually born in Manhattan, in Man- New York. Oh damn, Manhattan! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was born in Manhattan. Raised in Brooklyn for the most part, but no sleep. Well, were you, I lived were you in raised like, in like the pre-gentrified Brooklyn before? Nineteen. <laughs> I was born in eighty-nine. Of eighty-nine. Oh shit! Paul's boutique came out that time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It did. <laughs> well, so there wasn't any artisanal mayonnaise shops. No artisanal mayonnaise shops. No. Yeah. No. There. You know, the funny thing is, <laughs> I remember the first time I physically saw and like felt myself a mist the gentrification of Brooklyn because I go back at least once a year to visit yeah. and the fun I don't know what year this was I was home I was walking down the street and I just see these like hipster Asian people walking by these hipster white folks and I'm like you know I have nothing don't get me wrong I have nothing against any other race I have friends of all races and I'm pretty much a hippie myself <laughs> kind of but yeah, you're, the you're, funny you're, thing yeah. was I literally I had to stop and I was like, where am I? I literally looked up at the street sign because growing up, you didn't see that. You don't, you know, Brooklyn was legit. A lot of, you know, the boroughs of New York, Brooklyn included Queens, Jamaica, Queens, especially the Bronx. You don't really see white people or Asian people or Indian people. Not really. It's mostly blacks and Hispanics and Latinos. But, you know, it's really just us. So when you see other people and then you see them just freely, you know, walking around the street walking down the street like it's such a great day and you look across the street and there's this random fancy looking cafe that sells overpriced coffee and people walking like white ladies walking with their little puppies and i'm just like where are the rottweilers where (laughs) where are pit bulls up you feel me like where i'm looking i'm like i don't see too many black folks what's going on and it's you know it's very sad it's definitely a culture shock being back home where i'm from which is funny because you know home is some places you should definitely recognize but at this point i'm i'm already knowing no (laughs) new york is definitely changing the last time i was in new york was 11 years ago and i showed up right on the day of atlantic antic Atlantic Antic. What's Is that? It's like a thing like on Atlantic Avenue. Oh yeah. Yeah, they have like a block a block party. Oh yeah, we always have block parties. Yeah. That's one of the things that, you know, urban New York is kinda known for. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Yeah. Why are you looking at me? No, I'm nothing's wrong with that. Oh. Like, I was like a, you know, that was that thought that was like a, a recurring thing. And, but like it's funny, like on that on that street, like mm-hmm. what you're describing 
is is what I saw the week I was in New see, York. See, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. And then it's you just see, like, it's funny because it'd be like there'll be a soul food place. Yep, and, and there'll be a health food door place, or across place, the street, like right down the block. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm completely like elated that they are building up Brooklyn and Queens and some parts of the Bronx. I, I'm, I love that. But the issue that I have with it is more so: why do you have to literally kick out? and literally force these people who have been living here for generations to leave raising the rent so high um the rent is too damn high living in new york is too high in, in yeah, general but you know what i mean like some people living in these brownstones and these apartment buildings for years families for years and then suddenly out of nowhere oh the rent's going up 400 bucks the rent's going up Man. 600 bucks and then they can't afford to live there so they move and then you quote unquote renovate and then you raise the prices even more so now you have all these hipster folks uh <laughs> all these hipster folks moving nothing wrong again with the hipsters but then you have all these people coming in moving in trying to take kind of taking over and it's kind of like these are the same places that y'all didn't want to be yeah these are the places that we that we built up these are the these are the cultures and the communities that we built and that we were raised on and now suddenly we're not good enough to live here because you want to raise the you, you know or they're or they're selling the properties and they're all turning into condos or high-rises etc or buildings that house billion dollar companies or whatever and it's just like but people don't see that because on tv all you see is manhattan all you see is Times square all you, all you see, see is the barclays center barclays center which is actually beautiful in real life um yeah, but, but all but you they, see is that in like, wall street they don't yeah. know that what new york like real new york the rest of what makes up new york new york and the thing about it is you it I believe in within the next five to 10 years, it's not even going to be recognizable in most places because it's not really, they're changing it to adapt to other people kicking us out. Yeah. Essentially. And it's like, so now you don't want us where we were from because New York is the biggest city in the world, you know, most famous city in the world, which I get. But at the end of the day, it's like, so where do you expect us to go? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, like the cost of living is way too high in 2000. I want to say it was 13. 12 or 13 you know the minimum wage was the same in new york as it was in louisiana well i wanted to get into louisiana if i could <laughs> come on segue yeah well <laughs> you built a nice segue oh, for me because because you went to college in yes i grambling went to state. the grambling state university yes yeah, i did <laughs> i'm i'm i was really born in louisiana but i went to college here jesus why? Yeah. Well, not really. I can't really say why, but how long did you stay in Louisiana for? You said you went to college here, so did you stay in Louisiana until? No. Uh oh. <laughs> like I'm like my my whole moving from Hi there. uh from uh New New Orleans to Houston is quite questionable, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, just uh you because uh, my mother actually went to Southern University mm. and a Grambling State is a. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. All is my grandmothers is, is an HBCU mm. part of the uh, African American well. College Alliance and everything, but uh, you know, um, but but you uh, you, you know, majored in Engl uh, English and art. So. Yes, I did. I majored in English and art. Uh, yeah. Those are two things that I've held dear to me literally my whole life. Um, I've been writing and drawing and things since I can remember. So yeah. I majored in them, which you know now in you know all this after of college. Maybe if I just had the stomach for it, I should have probably majored in something like, I don't know, criminal justice or social work. 
<laughs> that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> All this, off, all this pasta salad is, is off, building no, up. No, y'all, don't don't let him fool you. Yeah, it's no. not my food. Thanks. Yeah. It's a case being rubbed up against the wall by some yeah. other right. black gentlemen here. Yeah, yeah, with a nice beard. Sorry. Yes, yeah, beard <laughs> oil. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you had a senior thesis I on did. Um, empathy and enlightenment. Yes, that I'm... was the title of my art show in 2012. Actually. Yeah. Um. You want me to explain that? Kind of go ahead. Figure out how I got there. Well, yeah. So um, I'm one of those people who kind of likes to consider themselves an extroverted introvert, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I like people, but my whole life, more so, I've been kind of shy. Like as far as talking to people, it's been since maybe my sophomore year in college that I became this friendly and can just talk to random people who ask me to cook for them. So, Jesus H. Christ. Yep, I'm bringing that up again. Yeah. But no, um, honestly. Passive um, aggressive much? Oh, definitely. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm more of a people watcher. Like I pay attention to details when I, you know, people's faces, mm. their expressions. And so for me, <clears throat> when it came to what I wanted to do with my art, I really wanted to kind of open the door and kind of build a bridge between people. I noticed in college a lot, people were very judgmental of each other. People were very clickish people were very just misinformed um and as much as we communicate we don't communicate and i learned that people never really had much empathy when it came to just interacting with other people and just understanding people's points of views their experiences and so that's where the empathy came from i believe that people need to just kind of build that within themselves to understand people to kind of just gauge where they're coming from and maybe even enlighten themselves on realizing that they share the same qualities as other people they hurt the same way they laugh the same way um the same things bring them pain etc cetera, etc cetera. and so that's why i titled my show empathy and enlightenment because i'm a realist painter <laughs> um i also typically paint people just because i like people again but i don't like people at the same time um don't look at me like that I said you had a nice beard. You 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 just met dude and you're really and you're trying to get. He he made a face at me. You see, what? this is what I, I, I mean. Didn't see face just because you didn't see it, don't mean it didn't happen. Oh my god, this is the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. See, this was That's the thing because like, and who keeps saying. flashing on your phone? What's First going on? It's just the light. It's an iPhone. It does that anytime something. Oh, you must got a brand new up. iPhone. I got no. an iPhone from like. 2008. I have a six. Excuse me. I have a six something. Right. Your phone is probably better than mine. Look at you. It's only better because I, I put like protective casing on it so it doesn't I got mine fall. from eBay for $13, y'all. Never failed. I went to Walmart and I got some. Never mind. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of like uh, when you talk about your art, it kind of reminds me of what uh, Ernie Barnes used to do hmm. where in his um, illustration in his paintings, uh, he would uh, uh, have the people, their eyes closed because mm -hmm. it was kind of this thing you felt that uh, people don't see things in front of, or people in front of, for, for what they are and everything. Like everything, they keep their, their eyes closed and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it's opposite. And I was wondering, like, if, like, I just want to get into the influences you had. As an artist, and what, oh, what wow. propelled you to <laughs> get into oh, so the we're artist getting all the way into it. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So how I got here, which is a really funny story. I love you, mom. I know you're not listening, but still. So when I went to originally, I wanted to go to culinary school. 
Um, oh damn! Hence okay. the cooking. I've been cooking my whole life. <clears throat> and what other dishes you got? Was 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 the? I make some mean cinnamon chicken. Just let me know, and I got you. Cinnamon chicken? Do yes. I have to pay you the no, damn cinnamon you don't chicken have now? To. Since you're making a big deal out I of it. I offer this time. You can't yeah. just accost people in the middle of I an event and you. yell and say, "You need to make this for me." I, Jesus, dear Lord, <laughs> this is your thing. You just like breaking balls all over. The place. It's all over the radio. You can't see it. So, yeah. you know, it's no real gruesomeness. But yeah. back to <laughs> back to the question at hand. Um, I originally went to go to culinary school. My mother was like, no, I wanted to go to the art school. She was like, hell no, because she didn't want me to be a starving artist. And I was like, all right, cool. What did she want you to do? She wanted me to be happy, but she just did. She was like, no, you're not going to be broke and starving in college. So <laughs> um, in culinary school and art school was completely out of the question. So I was like, all right, well, what if I, I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. Number one, my mother went to Fisk University, very big family on HBCUs and definitely giving back to our own. And, you know, just going to schools where not only do we fit in, but we can make our own path. But anyway, um, so I knew I was going to HBCU, but, you know, I kept trying to bargain with her. I'm like, okay, well, what can I go to school for? Can I go to school for writing? Because she knew I was a writer. And she's like, okay, you can do that because there's a million different things that you can do. And either way, if you can't do what you want to do, you can always fall back and teach. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, cool. So I went to school. Um, freshman year, I, t- I had to take an elective. We all have to take one of those artsy electives. Of course, I chose art because it's just what I do. <clears throat> so... I chose art, excelled in the class, and my teacher, Mr. Davis, shout out to you, Dreek, um, who's one of my mentors now, <laughs> um, he said, you know, you might want to think about becoming a major. And I was like, see, the way my mom works, that's a no. And, <laughs> um, you know, we talked about it, and, you know, he just kept trying to convince me throughout the whole semester. And he finally convinced me to, you know, come up with this plan, quote unquote, together, that I could double major. Mm-hmm. and still get my you know my degree in English and then still also do what I wanted to do as well um yeah. art don't get me wrong I love my English major um and so I, of course went back to mom's talked about it she said okay cool as long as you take it, at least one teaching class and I'll be okay with it I did that my senior semester before I graduated I actually took a teaching class got an A and it was awesome now so you can go so if this whole thing don't work out you go you can go someplace and teach Probably, yeah. I mean, I can get my, you know, degree. Well, not degree, my certification done online. Yeah. Teach if I wanted to, yeah. So it's something that I used to do, actually, when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club of West Louisiana, Northeast. I'm sorry, North Central Louisiana. Shout out to Denzel Washington. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I used to teach art at the Boys and Girls Club, and I absolutely loved it. Um, Can't say that, you know, there was anything like it. Kids are amazing to me. But at this point in my life, I'm just not ready to teach yet, so... Hence why we're just working on our own art stuff here. Yeah. But my influences, definitely. See, Mr. Davis, he's a really awesome guy. Great taste in music, like somebody else I know named Craig. <laughs> um, but he's a wonderful artist, a multimedia artist. Um, famous people, I would definitely have to say Kahinde Wiley. That man is amazing. I don't know if you know his work. but I believe It's all over Empire. It is. You better know it. <laughs> and he also painted the, pre- you know, oh, our president, yeah, Obama, yeah. our president. He painted his his presidential portrait, and that was awesome to me. But yeah. I just love his use of color, just how larger than life his work is, more than anything. Yeah. Um, but also artists who are slightly different, like Carol Walker. I love her. 
her work tells such a story. And for me, that's important because as a writer, that's what I do. I tell stories. And I just like how she combined that. And she tells stories that, you know, because of the the way that she creates her art, the characters she makes sometimes seem comical, but at the same time, they're still very serious. They're telling a very serious mm-hmm. or tragic story that our ancestors lived through. Mm-hmm. So some of those guys also... Um, Alphonse Mucha, I love his work. I, I don't know what it is about his work, but I absolutely love it. I'm trying to kind of fill my way into some of what he used to do, just grab a little bit from his influence and apply it to my own work coming in the future. All right, real quickly, got a few minutes. How the hell you get to Houston? Oh, well, um, so I graduated college in 2014, then I spent about roughly mm, three years doing nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I really probably should have been doing something else, but you know, 20s, that's kind of what you do is you waste time and you try and figure your life out, and yeah. um, yeah, as a 40 shout out to my best friend, Matu, who is listening, Yeah, I came down here uh, <laughs> two years ago in August to celebrate her birthday, because she lived in San Antonio, yeah. a lot of Grambling transplants live here in Houston, and so came down here, hung out with some friends for the weekend to celebrate her birthday and during that weekend they literally spent the entire time trying to convince me to move here and it kind of worked because <laughs> about a month or so later literally right after harvey ended here i was and i've been here since yeah uh you're now over at the hardy and nan studios i think like wasn't like the pot well yes. like the potluck that was like your big debut or something like that. not it's i wouldn't say it's my debut but that's um the first I would say open studio event that me as an as a residential artist have part in, I, that I partook in. So, um, yeah, I'm at Hardy and Ant Studios, Studio 16, 902 Hardy Street. You can come see me every third Saturday. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love Hardy and Nance because I think they understand that I'm there mostly for the alcohol. And uh, <laughs> I just wander around and just talk to people. It's just like you just got kind of what we all do. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you got any other uh, important stuff that's popping off soon? Any th- things that we should know about? Uh, for me, not really. Um, honestly, my only goal as an artist, just for me, because I spent so many years not actually exercising my craft, mm-hmm. is to create art. That's really all I want to do right now. Um, I just want to be focused on, you know, getting out these ideas and actually actualizing the ones that I've already, already written down. All right. So, uh... Do you want people to know your recipe, or you just like? <laughs> First off, yeah. no. No, okay. I was gonna, gonna put give it away up. all my. Okay, so honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. This is don't remember the brand. I just know the box when I see it. I think it's called Suddenly Salad. They yeah. sell it everywhere. Um, it's the bacon ranch version, but I always, anytime I cook, I always add extra anything, especially if it's out of a box or a yeah. can or something. You got to, you know, put your thing down, flip it and reverse it. You got to. So Yeah, smack it up, flip it, rub it down. All of that. Yeah. All of that. All right. And uh, <laughs> where can people contact you? Where can, where can people get you on the on the medias? On the medias of medias? Um, okay. So pretty much everywhere across the board, Facebook, Instagram. I actually do have a Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. You can find me at Kyra, C-Y-R-A, the T-H-E, artist, A-R-T-I-S-T. Um, also, Twitter you can, and Facebook, Instagram, all that. Oh, yeah. All that's the same. You can visit my website at kyratheartist.com yeah. and check out what I got going on. 
All right. Thank you uh, for being here, Kyra the Artist. Thank you for the uh, <laughs> the chicken, sausage, and ranch uh, pasta salad. Got you. And uh, until then, this is Craig D. Lindsay saying uh, Sarah Huckabee, uh, you, me, and the Golden Corral Buffet. <laughs> Golden spend, Corral is kind of good. So. Yeah, you can. We can get all. We can see. We can see uh, white women uh, wearing goldenrod bathing suits and sarongs at uh, the <laughs> Golden Corral. I saw that one time, and uh, we can just wow. like spend a lot of time over near the like the the the, the chocolate fountain and just uh, getting all kind of things happening. So uh, fondue, mm-hmm. fondue, <laughs> fondue indeed. <laughs> Fine, do indeed. You know what?